Blog Talk Radio. Who knew that Argento really started his end of the movie with a dirty song? If you've actually got to hear the full song where the Gronk comes from. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Argento's reimagining. Yeah. The women's breasts, the women's breasts, I really love all the women's <laughs> breasts, big and small. <laughs> the gong. <laughs> oh, my God. We're alive still. But hey. This, <laughs> yeah, but this is the movie that people say Night of the Living Dead set the rules in stone. Well, if you look at all the zombie films that happened in between Nine of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, a lot of them just fucking ignored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did come be? Let's see. Nine of the Living Dead came out in what, 68? Dawn of the Dead came out in 78, yeah. 79 in America? Because it came out a year earlier over in Europe. Yeah. Argento. Yeah, it came out a year earlier. So. They saw it. So what came out between them? It was like what? Oh God! Uh, I, I remember mostly the eighty stuff. Garden of the Dead. Uh, uh, toxic zombies were made. Uh, children shit and play oh, with dead right. thing. Yeah. So this was those, those were all the grandchildren of Night of the Living Dead. So. <laughs> Which, I mean, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things is, like, one of my favorites of that time period because you can't get any better than Night of Living Dead set to 70 Satanic Panic, you know? And it was Gaby. And it was uh, Gaby and Ophelia. Mm. Yeah, don't uh. you forget uh, Alan Orange Beach character makes love to Orville? Um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta forgive me, my allergies are kicking my ass. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, there really wasn't no set in stone rules. But after God, it was like shoot them in the head. They come back after maybe thirty to sixty seconds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Before it was like, and even in the fifties, you know, it was like aliens possessing or radiation. You know. George Romero really set the tone on what zombies will be from now until the end. Yeah. If you really want to look at the prototype for Night of Living look up at this court paper. Yeah, Romero said that was a big influence on him. Oh, Last Man on Earth? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, I always recommend reading the book. Yeah. Oh, I am. I, I can barely hear you, Steve. <laughs> I am legend. I love the I am legend. But 
none of the movies really did the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I've been and, watching um, this film. Yeah. We've been watching, we basically grew up as horror fans on this film. This is one of the first horror films to hit VHS. Well, yeah, I mean, my first, like, when my parents first got our family VCR and we took our first trip to um, a video store, I remember the first films I rented were Texas Chainsaw Massacre, some other, like, really shitty movie. I think it was, like, no, 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 it was The Exorcist. Okay, so it was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, and Dawn of the Dead. And halfway through Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was the first one I popped in, because we took turns as a family. My dad watched his, my mm-hmm. mom watched hers, then my sister. Then when I started popping in my movies, they were like, oh, no. Oh, fucking no. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? They were like, you're getting your own small TV and your own fucking VCR. That was one of the few times my sister didn't get jealous. Like, why does Fred have a VCR? Because my parents were like, we're shelling out money to get you your own VCR because there's no fucking way we're sitting here watching this trash. And, I mean, most of those films I never, I didn't even see. I only read about in, like, horror magazines. Like, Dawn of the Dead, I wasn't allowed to see that movie. My sister went to go see it in the theaters. She mm-hmm. was allowed to. My parents said, no, you're only seven years old. You are not going to see this gore, gory film. And my sister came back and, of course, ruined it and said, oh, Freddie couldn't handle this film. There's no way he can go see this. And my parents were like, you're not seeing this film. So I had to wait until VHS to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, but I collected every article I could. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, this movie was one of the first underrated films. Well, this was the first underrated non-pornographic film to really kick ass at the box office and really set in all the, that craze for a little bit before we got gore. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and I, I mean... And when you watch the film, like Eva Savini says, and Romero intended it to look very comic booky. If you watch it, yeah, the gore is, the gore is intense. Like you see intestines and stuff, but the second that like crayon Crayola blood shoots out, it's like, well, you know, looks like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's beautifully done. Oh, I mean, for what man. Savini oh, had back then. I hate that fucking blood. I can tell you that from here. And there. Hey, it worked for Herschel Gordon Lewis. <laughs> hey, Herschel Gordon Lewis created his own formula. Yeah, but remember, well, let's get the movie started since it is so long, okay? We're at the carpet, right? The wall carpet. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sequences, actually. Matter of fact, that's yeah. so. so well, I'm so jaded movie, at this. Point. Yeah. I I couldn't hear you. What was that? Yeah, yeah, that's the very start of the film. I'm just trying to get people to 
behind closed doors. And there is no, and there is no, and there never has been any opening studio credit printing. Yeah, no. Once it gets going, like like it, it happens during the talking. It just like jumps, it jumps in running. Yeah. All right. And coffee you know, the first to... time I read it, I was like, "Yes, I got howling too. I haven't even heard it for a month." And I'm like, "Well, we're gonna make a night of it. Let's get the film here and get filler." And I got uh, Evil Dead, and I never heard of before, but it's still just going to be in this film, which my sister said was good. She liked the work, so hey, what the hell? And with that, we're going to start in five. You get some finger on the pause button? Oh. I can't hear you. I heard uh, blurp, blurp, blurp. That's it. You there? Yeah, you got your uh, thing on the pause button. Yeah, I got to um, play film. So it goes right into it when okay. you play. Okay. In five, four, three, two, one, hit play now. There it is. Where's the Herbert sign? And then we back to the Audio and Alfredo Cuomo. You know who that was? That was also, that was uh, Dario's brother, Alfredo Argento. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so the theatrical cut, like which is what we're watching, crazy. which is the, which is 127 yeah. minutes long. This is the only cut where it has that build-up to that. If you watch any other cut of Dawn of the Dead, it's it's not there, and it needs to be there. That's the one thing that the theme, that, yeah, even though the theatrical cut is shorter than his cans cut, it that adds so much, that whole build-up in the beginning. You need that. Yeah. And what's funny is this scene here is the reason I decided to do it. They were like, everybody's doing this. I'm like, yeah, but after the age of COVID and you see this and you watch the news and you watch all this bullshit, they talked about, you know, 3,000 deaths today. These are the, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what I get from this. replace living and dead and put COVID and infected, and we've got the news from today, you know? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I just like how they dismiss the scientists. And you especially see it on social media when they talk about the news. It's like, oh, screw you. Like that yeah. audience right there that's mocking the scientists, yeah. that's anybody on Facebook right now. Oh, that's bullshit. We don't believe in the COVID deaths. Oh, it ain't that bad. I'm going to go see my family and get bit in the face by a zombie. I mean, get COVID. (laughs) Yeah, and I just love the chaos in here. There's no calmness, you know. If you even look at the, the... Titles. This is gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, and this is pretty much the, how no one could actually have a discussion anymore. It's just go after each other. Go, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Well, I got the facts here. I don't believe your facts. I have alternative facts. You know? <laughs> and that's this opening. Yeah, you replace a zombie with COVID and people are fighting over it. Yeah, that people. The family yeah. you visit. Oh, and those two it. actors are in this thing right here because the original actors. You remember the drunk guy you said earlier that crashed? Yeah. Before we got on the air, that yeah. was his role supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but those yeah, two that's guys. Another they, thing. Actually... they care more about getting those, keeping those numbers up on the screen than giving the fucking yeah. facts. Yeah, that's why Rachel Maddow is on every night talking about Russia. Stay tuned. More about Russia. Like, yeah, yeah. but it's not true. It's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the, the, this definitely portrays the dramatization of media it. now. Get back on this console. Damn. <laughs> so those two oh, gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Uh, I just love this. I love Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from this point, I was in love with this because of how out of control this fucking scene is. Yeah. You know. Get this fucking idiot off the air. Yeah. But, yeah, we don't want to hear the facts, you know. As soon as the facts start, see, that's when the chaos starts, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they mock Ford, them. They're throwing Christy shit at Romero. them. Yeah. This is how we'll. This is how we're gonna. We've uh, pretty much gotten this shit this time, and this is how we're gonna lose it whenever any big bullshit like this comes up. It's because we can't. Oh yeah. Oh, work well, I mean, together. If anything, COVID is just a warm-up test. There is shit in the Amazon and other forests that are much deadlier. Once one of those come out, you know, we're fucked. And we will re- – and that's what um, Romero he says. He says in The Crazies and this and other films, he says anytime the slightest inconvenience hits us or, some, or you shut down a power grid, instead of working together to get through it, we attack each other almost instantly. And didn't they say basically the same thing in uh, Joker? Yes. As soon as two rich boys get killed, everybody gets a royal crease. Yeah. I love that guy. Our duty here is finished. Fuck it. Yeah. Speaking of police violence. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, he yeah. What's coming up is definitely. We thought was the top in the 1970s. I guess we were wrong. Well, again, and this is a testimony of how Romero had his finger on the pulse of America. He knew cops were, or in this case, SWAT, were fucking murderous bastards and racists. And speaking yeah. of racism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite cameos. Yeah, well, the up. actor, well, the actor couldn't show up, so they thought John Amplis was there doing casting, 
And he's yeah, like, like uh, John, you... could you do us a favor? What? Yeah. Could you do us? She'd have, you know? <laughs> See that pale-skinned, uh, blue-eyed uh, redhead over there? Yeah, make him look like a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, there he is. He's the guy in the bad makeup. Yeah. Uh, hey, for the longest time until it just devolves in the chaos. Yeah. As soon as one little thing happens, there he is. Yeah. Hey, I mean, for the longest time. I did not know that was John Appleus till I watched the movie audio commentary. And I was like, holy shit, really? <laughs> that, what happened to that red hair? Oh. Wait a minute. He's got brown skin. What the fuck? Yeah. So, there he is, yep. I mean, they talk about, oh, it would be considered offensive these days. I don't think yeah. so because it was done so well. It's not done in a – like. Tom Savini didn't just make a caricature of a Puerto Rican. He did a 1970s yeah. Puerto Rican look. You know? That was the hair. That was, yeah. oh, here we go. Here's Wally. Here's the scene that, yeah, and here's the scene that got us all the shot, as I call it, the shot heard around the world. You know, no yeah. one's ever questioned me when I say that. <laughs> no one's ever yeah. like, what do you mean? Which thing are you talking about? And that's what <laughs> happened to the dummy and one of the ex, you know, the dummy for yes. Fran when they filmed yes. like, the first scene, you know. It all Yeah, that. no, when her head was supposed to go into the uh, helicopter blades um, by suicide. Yeah. <clears throat> and here we get to I mean, Ken Forey's character, which I love. Yeah. I mean, and I take it for, I, it's almost heartbreaking to know that this was Romero's commentary on America then and nothing's really changed. We're no further along. The police are just as brutal and bloodthirsty. Our media is still yeah. fucking full of shit. Like, and this is and how many years later? Of, this is 78? <laughs> Did you notice the white cops were just standing there while Foley was just shooting everybody and their mother? Yeah. Yeah, and it took uh, the the only shot him down to stop his ass, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Romero set it up when he dropped the N-bomb before, you know. Oh, look at these. And, you know, I I don't want to say because I I really hate that word. Look at these. um, (laughs) Yeah, and and he dropped the N-bomb and, yeah. And so they totally set him up that he went in there with intent. He went in there with intent to shoot as many brown people as he could. And it's pretty much like our cops yeah, today and just rolling around. Yeah, crazy. I mean. Yeah. And it's no different today. Cops are rolling up on people. Place, uh, maybe, I think he says maybe a month or so. Not after that night, damn yeah. long after night of living dead, and it's all gone to major shit compared to yeah. that, you know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It doesn't take long. Matter of fact, I'm even shocked he said a month because, you know, 
people just react so quickly negatively, you know. Oh, here we go. I love this part where he bites yeah, the neck I and the mean, arm. It's after this, you know, it's like, holy shit, they ain't playing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shitter. This is the shitter get moment. After this and scene this, with Foley killing him and him biting the arm and stuff, it's yeah. like you're either in or doing, you running for the doors. <laughs> if this is the first ten minutes of the movie. What the fuck are we up for? And then the movie gets quiet. Well, yeah. after this whole scene, the scene ain't over. And I love how threatening uh, this scene really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, Ken is huge. Ken Foray is fucking gigantic. I met him in person. He's he's, in, he's Yeah, scary. me too. He's gigantic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just so you love see that the walk fact of... they just said it. He's like, yeah, you seen me shoot him, didn't you? Well, I didn't see how he yeah. died. Nope. <laughs> and I do the same thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you see that walking at you with a fucking uh, assault rifle, you're going to back down quick. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this is definitely Romero's masterpiece. Like, out of his whole, all his films, this is definitely the one he should be remembered for because he had the, the, the social commentary down. He knew exactly what was going on. It was very self-aware, and it just played out so perfectly that he got the right actors and doing the right. And they call films like uh, Zombie and Hell Living Dead rip offs of this. No, I mean I can no. watch them and I can see that they were love notes to it, not rip offs. But they weren't the same. Yeah. They were not. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Hell of the Living Dead stole the I'm, soundtrack. Come on, let's. let's <laughs> yeah. And they had SWAT team running around, but then it just turns into a complete, like, like Italian zombie film in the jungle. I love his you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love his speech. Because he's talking about you he know must. the poor and how oh, yeah. yeah, is the poor being fucked over as always. Like, what's going on now? Well, it's true. We must stop. As a miserable today, we must stop the killing or we're going to lose. Yeah. The war. Yeah. See, that always sets it up in my mind. He says people died on the streets. That means the people in this building were going out into the streets, grabbing the corpses and throwing them into the basement of the building. Think about that. Yeah, respect. Well, if you you got the novel, didn't it come with your? Uh, yeah, set? I didn't read it yet though. Yeah, there's a bit in here where this is expanded a tiny bit where it says they put him into uh, the basement as a way of the dignity of death. You know. Yeah. See, I like the extended cut it's, version of this. It's much creepier because they knock the wood in and they look in there. It takes a few seconds before the zombies react and attack them. There's definitely some creepy uh, zombies, though. If you pause, like, this is one of those films where I love pausing and examining the scenes. 
Because there's so and much detail. All the time we watched on VHS, we never knew that there was a color timing screw up. And yeah. that the zombies were gray, not blue. Yeah. Okay, so there's um, a prop here. In that corner, that skeleton, that's going to come back yeah. later in the film. And then I'm going to get into the story behind that later. But keep that skeleton in mind. Because yeah. it's, it's and Paul, a great he said story. filming instinct just messed him the fuck up. Yeah, and I don't think he saw the set before he walked in. I think it was one of those things where Romero set up, and it said action. And Ken Foray walked in and was like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't think you he had remember. the luxury of bringing in the actors like, okay, this is where we're going to film the scene. <laughs> yeah. This was, okay, we've got a few minutes to film this. Get in there, you know? Yeah. When I used to own this on VHS, I never noticed that one corpse missing a foot. Never noticed it because it was so muddy. The one thing I do miss yeah. is, was it Thorn video that had the VHS box cover where it was um, Roger's character, like it was motion yeah. sitting up with the sun? Okay, that was yeah. Thorn video. For some reason, I always loved that cover, where it's like the dawn cast of the morning, and you see Roger's um, dead face on it. I think I used to have yeah, that on VHS, the, too. If I, yeah, and then the director's cut, this scene is extended with a few more kills. Oh, yeah, a lot of kills. <laughs> As a matter of fact, but in the, um, the, most the German... the most confusing compl- scene in the whole movie, because... Yeah, they edited the... It makes it seem like Flyboy just blew this guy's brains out instead of just finding yeah. him there. Yeah, it, that's the one benefit of the extended cut is the whichever one it is, whether it's the Mall Hours cut or the German Complete cut, or even I think that it's extended in the 139-minute cut, which is the Cannes cut. Yeah, it's in the Cannes cut. Yeah, but in the, in the um, German Complete cut, they show an entire sequence of um, Fran and Flyboy pulling up and then him leaving her and walking through the station calling out for people. That's all cut yeah. out, even in the cans cut. That's not there. And so, how and much confusing on... was that line when you seen that? Him just walking up and going, is everybody yeah. okay? Yeah, Here's a like, joke um, you can only do in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you might have cigarettes? cigarettes? No, no, no. <laughs> well, it depends what crowd you hang out with. If you hang out with, like, uh, you know, normal bar people, it's still a thing. Do you got cigarettes? Nope. And then they light up. Yeah. I mean, you missed Joe Pilato. Who's that guy? There's Joe Pilato. Pilato, which had an entire scene that was cut out in the theatrical version. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and he, forget about our gender. Which, she's pregnant and smoking people. Yeah. Well, you don't know that yet. <gasps> but when when you do find out, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that this that was, was a lucky um, fucking accident. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. That was a lucky fucking accident, those lights going out in the background. Because they didn't plan that. I mean, you hear stories where like, no, Romero had it, you know. No, no. 
You didn't plan that. Yeah, see, I'm not used to this version. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the theatrical cut in a long time because whenever I do watch this, I'm always watching my German XT cut, which is yeah. 150, um, 150 uh, six minutes long, you know? It's the same as the yeah. Mall Hours cut, but it, the Mall Hours cut is sloppy. If you ever watched the Mall Hours yeah, cut, it's like... Sloppy. Certain, yeah, there's lines repeated. There's scenes that are, like, mismatching. You know? The <laughs> music I mean, changes they, in the middle of a fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. So what the German company XT did is they took the Mall Hours cut, re-edited professionally, and cleaned up the audio. And that's why – and it's, it was only released in Germany – and it's already sold out. You can't. I got lucky. I actually got lucky. I went online and I heard about it, which was like two weeks after it was released, and it was almost sold out. And I managed to get the regular hundred because there was a, a package one where it was like different. Um, it was like it was pretty much like the um, Second Sight release where it had the theatrical, the Dario, and their cut. And a bonus disc. I managed just to get the disc. But I'm happy I did. I never treat a woman right. Because <laughs> I'm a man. So this is where I got to bring up um, Goblin for a second. I love Goblin. I grew up on Goblin's music, watching Suspiria. Every time I saw Argento's name on a VHS box, I'd rent it, and the music was always amazing. In this case... There are, there are a few Goblin cues that I love, but I mostly always lean towards Romero's tracks, the, his library yeah. tracks, I, because I just love that it was much more creepy. It was much more horror movie creepy. Goblin, you know, tried yeah. to do their psych rock. And it worked yeah. in a lot of it, but it wasn't as creepy. Like this, this well, is on. Um, this the is off his track work. Yeah. Ad Wolf Ooh, Library Wolf. In case you're from another country or something, yes, that's how rednecks are when they're hunting. Got him! Boom! Oh yeah! Shit, <laughs> yeah, that's rednecks. <laughs> Well, that, that's the one thing that, I, and, you know, I got to bring this up. The Walking Dead got right. The rednecks down south, yeah, they're going to survive. They're going to make it through the zombie apocalypse because they've been living yeah, like shit. Waiting for their, they're waiting for it. They know how to find food. They know how to find water. They're rough as shit. You take some fucking northerner like me, we're dead. <laughs> you throw us in the shit, turn off our electricity and turn off the power and turn off the utilities, we're gone. <laughs> now yeah. that they're like shit, I got a hunting rifle. I'll just go kill a deer and smoke that shit in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's who Cowboy's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. I mean, there's a couple of extra scenes where Meryl added to make. Flyboy less of a fuck-up than he is, because in his yeah. original cut, Flyboy is just a fuck-up on fuck-up. Yeah. Yeah, no, in this cut, yeah. I love Flyboy this. just like, you're dead. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the coffee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was intended either, because you seem to look on his face. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, There's what? a whole sequence. Okay, so this sequence in the Arge- in the Argento Cup is extended. He didn't mind a bunch of kids getting killed. You know, because he used all the footage from this scene, which are Tom Savini's niece and nephew. Those two little kids, they're Tom Savini's family. Yeah, see, this guy I think was fighting. a banker. This would be. This is probably yeah. how we would be during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, the only thing saving him is the leather jacket from him getting bit. If you think about it, because right there he could have ripped his stomach out, you know. So there's an edit coming up that never made sense in the Argento cut. That's in in this cut, and it's in the, um, of course, the extended cuts. Boom, he knocks them down. Yep. This looks like an area my dad used to take me to to go fishing. Because my dad used to drive, like, five hours out to Pennsylvania to take me fishing at, like, remote areas. Yeah. Okay, so this whole helicopter scene, Argento cut it out of his. Go back and watch Dario Argento's uh, cut. This is missing. Yeah, and uh, and his body just fucking appears. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you remember, that's how how, uh, the original ending was supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Hey, Tom Savini's family. Oh, you saw a hand for a quick second. That was uh, George saying, go, go in there, go in there. (laughs) Attack him Because <laughs> these are kids just playing You know So in, yeah in Argento's cut That scene is a lot longer where the kids are bouncing around Getting filled with holes But he cut out the helicopter scene Which I never understood I'd love to hear Dario explain Why he cut that out Blop. Plus, Dario didn't use any of his um, track music. It was all Goblin. This guy, the bald-headed zombie, he was wandering around the property, and they need the guy that was supposed to do it didn't show up. So they were like, hey, you, you want to be in this movie? They were like, sure. His head was already shaved, so Savini just threw some makeup on him, said, okay, walk through the door. <laughs> and that's how that scene came oh, out. Oh, that's not just he was, the makeup. That's uh, taken from bodies that uh, Savini's seen over in Vietnam. They've been hit by Vietnam, napalm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, no, but it's funny because it's like, <laughs> it's like that guy was just there watching, wandering yeah. around. They were just like, I, love hey, it. <laughs> I think yeah. this is the moment I fell in love with Peter. Well, you just knew not to fuck with him. Well, that's that's a great he, lesson, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was okay. A lot of this was cut up too. Like at one point, um, he falls asleep and he has to get woken up. Uh, they put it a little bit earlier. Uh, Peter uh, Roger punches him in the back of the head. Yeah, but it happens a couple Peter, times. You know. they, yeah, in the extended yeah. cuts, 
he keeps falling asleep, which is why they decide to land on the mall. Because they're, they're like, he can't stay up any longer. He's about to pass the fuck out. <laughs> and that's why when yeah. Fran calls to him later, he doesn't wake up because he's yeah. overexhausted. And that line was improv by... Uh... Tempore, yeah. Him. Yeah, boring. Yeah, wake up, sucker. We're thieves and we're bad guys. Yeah, it's true. And that place is every still other, standing today, yeah. and they hold a convention every year for the living dead. Oh, yeah. For many years, Monroeville hated this movie until they really? got I broke and desperate. I mean, because yeah, it's they, happening soon. Yeah, I'd love to they go. they could for many years, like, uh, they've taken out the, uh, the bridge. Ice rink. The ice rink is here. gone. Yeah. I mean, people still tour it, you know. It's still. So one of my favorite things to do is to watch on the extended cut is to look for moving cars in the background. There are scenes that that, that are in the extended cuts where you can see, like, a car on the road in the background or a truck moving yeah. by, you know, <laughs> which is great to find those yeah, little things. and I love the fact which, I mean, you can always explain it that those... machine gun, but he doesn't have a fucking uh, magazine in it. Mm. Neither does he. The 70s. I was just at a mall last weekend when I got my uh, Madura shot. And <laughs> it's it felt like being in Dawn of the Dead, especially the fact that everything. Uh, cor- yeah, going to a corpse mall. But um, yeah, it felt like Dawn of the Dead because no one was in there. Fran I'm wandering around the mall character. and. But, yeah, originally the idea for this movie is going to have Fran and Peter living up in the vents like Adam and Eve. Which really would have not been a good idea. And they were supposed to find a freezer filled with... uh, Fresh corpses, which was supposed to lead into into what? They is dead. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, for Bob and them. Well, they were joking about one time. Um, Peter and Fran on one island and the survivors of Day of the Dead on another island, they were supposed to, like, you know, fight each other thinking they're enemies. (laughs) They were throwing that idea around for, for like, two seconds. They even mentioned it on the commentary. Yeah. I like the ideas of how he kept each story separate. Yeah. Yeah, it would have it would have bummed me yeah, out yeah. if he tried to do con- uh, continuations. You know, he's just showing you. I, I love how it's like, well, this is happening here, this is happening here, 
this is happening here to different people, you know? Yeah. I do agree with him. Woman, don't you bitch about spam. It's got its own key. You got anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the one cut that neither of us ever saw and neither of us ever mentioned is the German 8-millimeter cut. <laughs> oh, I've actually so, seen that once. It's like oh, a Super 8-8. Yeah, but, I but mean, is it any? Is it worth watching or owning? It's worth owning. Is it worth the it, damn thing worth three hundred bucks? And I nearly got. But I mean, is it worth like like? Did you get anything new from the eight millimeter cut? No, it's basically all the meat scenes, you know. Yeah, in other words, it's like Argento's cut. <laughs> And there's one thing that's in the book that's cut out from the movie, and I don't know why. Well, didn't the book come out after the movie? Like, wasn't it all afterthoughts? Well, at the same time. But what they cut out was the little fact that Fran was a Mark's woman when she was a teenager. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, in this one, they left you it know, where she's where on the roof practicing. Line. Yeah, and that's where that line, maybe I'll learn how to use this thing, comes from. Yeah. This is like, you got to admit, though, this is like everyone's fantasy. Like, society yeah. collapses. And this is and the one part of the mall they never allowed uh, tours of. Yeah. Well, you can't blame them. I mean, it's. It's dangerous, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've I've worked in places like this. This is not safe. You know, you got to walk through with headgear on, and like I'm shocked they're filming like this because OSHA regulations. You have to have a hard hat in areas like this. Yeah, you'll never see anything like that. That's the actual keys to the mall. Yeah. Romero's wondering how they're going to do it on the first day, and the guy walked over and said. Here's for the top floor. Here's for the bottom. See you in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't. This film could not be made independently again. Even with a studio ever. (laughs) Can you imagine just the insurance? I love it. They got a store just called Miscellaneous. I have all this. I don't think that's fountain there anymore. No, no, a lot of it's changed. I mean, you know, it's it's from the 70s. This is all different now. Even those mannequins, you know, they're they're different now. Yeah, I met her, the nurse nurse. She was at Cinema Wasteland once. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, no, I met her. I met the story for the Harry Krishna zombie. And oh, yeah. how he knew to get up there. What happened? What What the backstory was is that a couple of the security guards took him up there and lit him up. Oh, beat him up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't see that now. <laughs> I guess he never filmed it. So the no, pregnant zombie would have been seen during this. There was a pregnant zombie that Romero discarded the footage. 
It doesn't even exist. It's on any of the cuts. It's it's gone. The only way you can yeah. see it is on it is on um, the special discs, uh, the eight millimeter footage that one of the cast members filmed, and you see the pregnant zombie walking around. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love how we had uh, the action music for the action scene. Yeah. That was her big mistake, waking that goofball up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Romero, as he always well, says, in the he novel always and the ex- in the extended cut, they actually have him going through the keys and fitting the fucking store they were going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, his cut well, as is is over two <clears throat> hours and, uh Back then, they were like, you can't sell a two-hour horror film. You need to cut it. Yeah, but it's funny. When they showed the cans cut at the first screening, it was a huge hit. And then when they cut it down, people that saw the cans cut, people that saw the cans cut complained going, hey, what happened to this scene? What happened to that scene? They made their money back before the movie even came out. Yeah. There's a little bit of missing gore. When he shoots him in the head, you actually see it in all the other cuts. Except this one. Yeah, they they don't show it in this one. Get to the roof. (laughs) I was going to say, I always found it funny that all these actors knew each other. Except for Ken Foray. Um... The guy who plays Roger, Fran, Peter, they all knew each other because they, um, not Peter, um, Flyboy, they all knew each other because they were actors in New York that worked at the same restaurant that George Romero and Christine went to, and Christine Romero, or Christine Forrest now, because oh, they divorced. Of, um, this movie caused major social changes in the, in the United States, too, and that's always cracked me up. If you go yeah, and ask she went now, to college. those weird little bunks. Yeah. But I like but that. How funny she, is she that? Because he slid down. Yeah. Because he slid down the escalator in this upcoming scene, they had to change the design of escalators because they were afraid. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> the idiots hmm. would slide down that. And you know Don fans would have went down there and. Oh, yeah. Well, is this store even there today? I don't even know. No, the penny, all the pennies are closed. So those escalators don't exist anymore, right? No. That's a shame. One of those pillars out like, there that you will see, there's a statue of uh, George's head on one of them nowadays. Yeah. Oh, there's the ice rink for a second. But, yeah, no, they is they have a bust of him there now, and you know, to honor him. It's a beautiful bust. It has a scarf and everything, yeah. Yeah. 
I love the fact that Romero gave him that uh, book in this scene right here to make him look less of an idiot. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, he can contribute. <laughs> yeah, but did you see that? There's that zombie in the background. It's do ba do ba do, and yeah. you can see him easily. Yeah, and on my old VHS, I could never tell. You couldn't, you know, because it was so muddy. But um, I never knew he was a security guard until I saw it on a cleaned-up disc. Which is, I have the yeah. second sight disc, and it's beautifully done. I mean, you still see the film grain, which I always love. I hate when it's like like almost digitally fucking cleaned up, because they did that when Night of the Living yeah, Dead. Oh, yeah. The, the original Night of the Living Dead. Dead. Um, oh, what company did it? Elite. When Elite put it out. They digitally cleaned oh, the it up laser so. Disc version, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It looked horrible. It looked phony, and and you could tell they did it scene by scene because it always paused for a half a second between scenes because of the digital. Uh, it looked fake. It looked almost animated. You know, thank God that um, what's which is um. Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank now. Holy shit, what's that big company that everyone makes fun of? Criterion. That put that artsy they Criterion. Wait, yeah, when Criterion redid it, when they um cleaned it up, they left the grain in. So you know you're watching a film. But they cleaned it up yeah. so we could hey, see the cracks I'm never in the wall. about Criterion. Any company that puts out the blob, Carnival of Souls, yeah. Equinox. Well, people, people, people make fun of the fact that only snobs buy Criterion discs. No, film fans buy Criterion discs. <laughs> yeah. How many other Blu-rays and DVDs of the blob are they? None. How yeah. many other DVDs of the Equinox, you know, and Carnival of Souls? None, yeah. Well, I mean, you can find dollar bin cuts of it that are really bad. Oh, focus, focus. You could tell Romero wasn't on the – or um, what was it, Michael Gornick? Was Michael Gornick the uh, EP yeah. on this? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Michael Gornick was off his game that day because you could tell it was like – slightly out of focus. <laughs> That's how great they clean this up. Like, you can see everything, even his reflection. So, yeah, I never knew that this was a mall security cop until they cleaned it up. And that would explain why he's back there. He probably got bit, went to the only safe spot he could think of, and hid there, you know, until he died and turned. Yeah, that's how obsessed with this film I am. I like... I like think of the backstories for each zombie. Like, how did they become yeah. that? What were they doing well, right well, up to when I, they turned? Well, I met of them. They each came up with their own backstory. Yeah. Oh, I remember those. Those seal it things. I used those a couple times. The yeah. seal up photos and IDs. You just stick it in there, and it like puts this glue tape on it. There's boring yeah, that's me. how most people <laughs> used to get their uh, passport photos. Yeah, or the fake IDs laminated.
<laughs> Horoscope and weight, five cents. That's great. Mm. I, I, yeah, you got to remember the 70s. Everybody was up on the uh, horoscopes. I even remember the episode of um, In Search Of, where it was like an hour-long episode explaining horoscopes <laughs> and the mysteries mm. of the horoscope. What's funny is after Don's a dead, Romero basically got his ticket to make whatever film he made, and what did he make? Night Riders. Yeah. I Which, love Night I mean, Riders, love and it's movie. my personal favorite. But yeah. Oh, and this scene is another scene that's created to cover up a screw up. Yeah, and that is Michael Gornick, the DP. The cameraman of the film. Yeah. And That's who's playing that zombie. The dark side of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they had to do this scene because there was a continuity error. One minute, um, um, Roger has a, a jacket tied around his waist. And then right after this, he doesn't have the t- jacket tied around his waist. So they need to go back and film a scene to explain how he lost the jacket. Which, I mean, honestly, no one, I don't think, would have noticed anyway. But it made for a great fucking scene with a screwdriver in the ear, you know? Well, assholes like us would have noticed. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, we're obsessive. (laughs) We're film junkies, you know? (laughs) And the reason that I knew this movie is big before I seen it, man, is that it was, uh, over in Cape Knoxville, this was a big mid, big midnight movie. Mm, okay. Now, like I said, yeah, I didn't see Donna's this until VHS dead, because uh, my parents maniac, wouldn't let me go see it. Uh, I was only here's what I, I was missed, like seven uh, Dawn of the Dead, Maniac, uh, a double yeah. feature of The Wizard of Gore and The Hills Have Eyes. Nice. They said it took them forever to clean that damn door. <laughs> oh, from all the fingerprints and the makeup? Yeah. Yeah, because they were using yeah. grease paint, which I remember when I, when I went through my uh, short period because I was so influenced by Tom Savini, I was like, I'm going to be a makeup artist. And I worked with grease paint. That shit does not come off. <laughs> it's greasy. It goes right into your pores. I literally used to burn my skin out rubbing alcohol on it to get it off. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, thank goodness that there's people, like, developing silicon, silicone um, makeup because back then the grease paint did not take well to a lot of the prosthetics and the latex that you made, that you used. It just, like, rubbed yeah. right off. And it it didn't you look right. It just looked Yeah. Oh, why? What did Gene Simmons do? He created his own kind of grease paint, like makeup, like that. Hmm. But I think the greatest because of how much. Was... Go ahead. How much? Yeah, it was one of those things is like, we wear grease paint every night and it's breaking us out and it's hard to wash out. How can we improve this shit? <laughs> hmm. But as far as like, um, I think it was um, when they started switching from latex to silicone 
which they tried yeah. doing in Day of the Dead. Uh, Greg Nicotero tried introducing it to Savini, and Savini was uh, resistant at first because it was a new product. But you make silicone uh, prosthetics, and you put a silicone-based makeup on it, which becomes yeah. part of the piece. So, and you can also and I love the skin. fact that this scene was, you can really tell this scene came at the last minute because of? What? Because if it was planned, they would have had him just get the one screwdriver they need. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> instead. Mm. He's like, just grab them all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that's anytime they show the elevator shaft that was filmed at their offices that was the actual elevator at their offices yeah. the opening of the elevator was at the mall but any shaft scene was their offices <laughs> did you notice that the those boxes against the door are blurred out yeah. whenever they're showed in this scene No, they, I can see them. Civil defense. Yeah, they say can openers on them, don't they? <laughs> I'd have to go back and look because I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, you never really pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I've seen this film over hundred times. Trying to see, hold on. Office of Civil Defense Department, Civil Defense, blah, blah, blah. No, oh, wait, contents, 25 pounds. Oh, it says crackers and, um, so I think it's a mixture of stuff. Yeah, that's well, crackers Okay, so right some there. boxes say, yeah, some of, some of the boxes say can opener, some of the boxes say crackers, some of the boxes say, none of them say spam, but yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, like a, yeah. it's like a mixture of stuff, so... <laughs> because why would they have the canned water and not have the can openers back then? Yeah. Which I used to have one of those barrels, but um, someone stole it from me, my nephew, because <laughs> he needed the. Pa- he was like leaving, like he was living with me, and he didn't have anything to put his stuff in, so he just threw it in my can and took off. <laughs> I used to have a civil defense uh, water can, though. I wish I still had it. Yeah. I know people online post pictures that they take a room in their house and they set it up like Roger's dying room. They'll have the civil defense can, some guns, a mattress, and they they literally take the movie, pause the still, and then fucking set their a room up in their house like that. And one guy's yeah. like, "Yeah, when I die, when I'm on my deathbed, I want to be in here." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, that's fucking fad dedication to have." You want to die like a character oh, in a movie? Oh, good lord, yeah, there's fan dedication. Like, uh, they say there's people that come over from other countries like Germany, Japan, and stuff just to go to the Monroeville Mall. Yeah. No, and I saw that. And all those years um, Monroeville yeah. was like, oh, God, I don't like these guys. I don't want to see none of these fans here. Yeah, and, <laughs> to me, uh, yeah but you want to see their money, thing. right? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, yeah. When is the next uh, 
Moreau uh, convention? Because I'm, I'm going to try to go to that. If I, because I'll have my second shot by then, hopefully. I think it's in uh, June, July, or August. I'm not sure. Okay, because I should have my second shot in a few weeks, and I'll be safe to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, what's dumb is, uh, oh, I can think of another cut we forgot to mention that you haven't seen. The Dawn of the Dead 3D cut. There's a 3D cut of this? Yeah. Rubenstein converted this to 3D. Why? Money. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, really All he talks about, about is that this is a brand. This isn't a movie. This isn't art. Yeah. This is a brand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, and, I mean, he's a producer. That's what they do, you know? That's their function. Yeah. And he did his function right. Like, and, I mean, I do appreciate that he comes on documentaries and stuff to talk. He even did that with, um, what is that, Creep Show? He did that, too. Yeah. He talked about that. So, I mean, I don't think he's as much of a dick as people try to portray him as. He's just a straightforward businessman. That's what he is. Richard P. Rubenstein and? is a businessman. That's all he cares about. <laughs> oh, and? yeah, here it is. When you, you got me. You're trying to say there's a difference. Explain. There's a difference between a dick and a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's oh, what no. he is, you know. So you take it for what it is. Yeah, I know, but so this is when you well, find out Fran is pregnant and she's sitting there with a cigarette. Is, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> most of the reason people think he's a dickhead is all the people that try to license these films, and uh, they, uh, in their words, he wants too much for them. Yeah, but he also sees the game of how much it's ripped off. So, well, not Don. <laughs> Don's always been legit. Ruben seems in it. I give him that. He's a hard motherfucker. Anytime anyone yeah. put out any bo- tried to put out any bootlegs of it, he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Well, that's how I originally found out about like, the uh, Yeah. I was at a, a horror con, and I walked past the table, and I see Dawn of the Dead. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, this is out on VHS. Why are you selling bootlegs of it? He's like, this is 139 minutes long. And I was like, well, how long? Because, you know, I'm ignorant as shit. I'm young. You know, I didn't know. I'm like, well, how long is my version? He's like, it's only 120 minutes, which is 127, but, you know. And I remember it was the cover of um, Flyboy's zombie face with the target over it. Yeah. And he pops in the VHS tape because, you know, at cons they used to have like a little TV VH, uh, video, video player um, setup. He pops in the tape yeah. and starts showing me the cut scenes. And I was like, oh, my God. And I bought it right then and there. I think it was like $20 at the time because, you know, the VHS bootleg days. <laughs> And I brought it home. My parents like, oh, God, yeah. Movie. I'm like, not this version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good, yeah. I think the rarest thing that I have, I've only seen like one copy live, and that's somebody taking a picture of it. to show up on Facebook is uh, 
the Dawn of the Dead uh, TSR game. Oh, okay, yeah. You well, know, if you the get the Dungeons second sight set, it comes with, like, books on everything, all the bootlegs. You know, it's yeah. really – second sight, did, this, this is all I need. I never need anything else Dawn of the Dead after this. Unless they find the mm. footage of the pregnant – I love that zombie there, the African-American guy with the bullet holes going across his chest. In other words, he saw some shit. <laughs> Oh, that's how I feel about Criterion's Bruce Lee set. I don't need to buy another set yeah. unless they find uh, good quality of the scene where uh, Bruce Lee splits the guy's head open with a saw. Yeah, but this is it. I, I never need anything else. I got my XT. I got my mall hours cut. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying not to sneeze here. <laughs> my my allergies. But, um, yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, I, you're I'm not one of those guys yeah. <laughs> that have to have every DVD of it that came out. Yeah, see, I'm not one of those, you know. The only thing I probably would search for, and we forgot to mention it. Hell so this is, um, no, the Japanese cut. The Japanese cut has an entire intro showing a space um, oh, it's an entire thing where they show the cosmos and the radiation from space. And it's so funny. Oh, it's yeah, like when the you one watch. that's uh, connected the Night of the Living Dead and the Mars probe. Dead to Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And when you watch, I, like, I saw the um, Japanese, like, scenes from the Japanese cut. It's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. It's like watching an anime. It's like, heal the, 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 Bing, da, da, da. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Yeah. I, I love the like, uh, Yeah. Well, Meryl well, I think that's never the only... really, never, he, I'll go ahead. It's the only... No, I was going to say, that. I think that's the only other cut I would try to hunt down is the Japanese cut. But I don't think it's out in any um, disc format anymore, because I think that was only theater, you know? <laughs> I love the fact that Romero really gave up on really having a solution to what the hell is going on. Yeah. Because in the the end, it's not about why it's happening, it's what's happening, and that's evolution, baby. Yeah. That's really how it's supposed to end up with the... the zombie becoming as smart, if not smarter, than the human. Yeah, I mean, I wish Romero would have stuck with that, because he did kind of hint on that with Land of the Dead. Oh, we totally talked over uh, the Doctor, his quick little scene, but he's got a further scene coming up. Yeah, so, he goes back I don't know crazy. It, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know if it's in this cut. But there is definitely in the extended cut, you'll see cars in the background on the roads. If if you, I don't doubt, I don't think it's in this cut at all. I think it was all edited out. That's why there's not that many scenes outside the malls because of the cars <laughs> and yeah. the fact they could only film at night. Like yeah. this isn't and nowhere it, near the mall. Yeah, and it's funny because even this scene. You'll see, I think it's like a fork truck go by in the uncut version, <laughs> you know? It's like you'll see workers in the background and lights on. 
But they played it off as, ah, there are probably other survivors, you know, just looting or whatever. And you can take liberties. Oh, yeah. Well, they figured that would really ruin the twist. Romero probably thought that it would ruin when the guys do show up in the third act of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes this is a Tom Savini cameo. Yeah. I love that whole banter between, you know, they needed, a, they needed someone to look uh, up to midget force because that was all improv. That was all made up. Yeah. So here's where it gets kind of like, um, not confusing, but um, great character development, I should say. So through the whole yeah. movie, Roger is the cool, you know, got his shit together. I can handle anything. Here you start to see the character losing it. Yeah, I know like, that he, place. I mind. fucking know that place. I know that AMP. Oh, yeah? It's gone now. <laughs> it's in Walmart now. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. You remember something as weird as a mall built in like a little mini dirt mall like thing built in the valley? Yeah. That's outside of Moon Township. Okay. I love how the zombies are perfectly spread out so they don't get hit. <laughs> Paso! I love it. He's a motherfucker. Oh, and how nice of that was a zombie to close the door for him. So look, ah, oh, you missed it. So when when he pulls up, you see a, a truck moving in the back. The People are working yeah. in the background. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. there, there is a quick one in this in this scene, but I mean, in the extended yeah. cut, you see cars on the roads, you see all kinds of shit. Yeah. I love how the fact that if you really look, you can tell it's not connected to each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can tell it's like the, the suburbs location. are in the background. Yeah. You can tell it's yeah, like you said, it's up the road. Well, I guess that was how they tried to play it off is. This whole trucking yard is up the road, you know, away from the – they probably saw it from the roof with um, their binoculars so, or with the helicopter. Yeah. It, he was worried this is one. Of, this is one of the more haunting scenes, though. They're in the middle of nowhere. I've been to places like this with my dad and mm-hmm. also working. When I worked for a trucking company – I had to go out on a couple of road trips with the guys because they needed a hand to offload trucks. And you would end up in these desolate places where it's just like a, a pile of scrap tires, some scrap wood, a bunch of decrepit empty trailers. And you'd sit there and there's no movement. There's no cars, nothing. And it's kind of creepy, you know? It's like if a zombie apocalypse did happen, they just wandering around, there's nowhere to go. Like you're just stuck here. Oh, that blonde, by the way, that's um, Tom Savini's mm-hmm. at-the-time girlfriend. That's who Tom Savini was uh, banging at the time. Her and half the other cast. Because <laughs> he was a total pimp. <laughs> oh, he still is. Yeah. 
So that piece of face, when it flew off, hit Michael Gornick in the face when they blew her face off. This is the cameraman. I was like, oh, God damn it. I got blood all over me now. And there's, and there's Savini getting thrown out. Savini, yeah, Savini wasn't supposed to be the stuntman. They, they, uh, I forgot how it happened. Like, they were going to hire a stuntman. Savini's just like, oh, I could do it. They're like, really? You're a stuntman? No, but I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Just a whap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, Savini thought he was invincible. He could do anything. It's funny. To this day, I'll see a Oh, sorry. I'll see a BP truck driving down the road, and immediately I think Dawn of the Dead. Because <laughs> yeah. tru- this trucking company's still around. These haulers are still going. Yeah. BP. Yeah, we got so it, man. I still see them. We got this buddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still use that phrase sometimes at work. Fred, are you going to get that order done? I got this, man. I got this buddy ass. <laughs> yeah, they're like. And when you actually find someone that knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. Oop, oh, there's trampoline. The famous trampoline. I know, I love it. Just boing. I mean, it's only there for a microsecond, but. <laughs> A&P. Boris the dummy getting ran over. Dummy death. Still looking for cars. <laughs> There's actually a scene I'm glad they cut out of this. It's a, they, oh, there's Boris the Dummy again. Um, there's supposed to be like a hippie zombie that the truck passes, and he spins around with his arm out, and he just circles until he hits the ground. And it's so goofy. Like when I see it in the um, the extended cuts, it's like, oh, I'm glad they cut that out because that's really goofy. The guy is just like, he's like, whoop, <laughs> Well, that's because they didn't have the sound effect there, you know. Yeah. Bang. Oh, the arm, the zombie with his arm missing. They cut it out where they showed a truck running over his arm, and he pulls it out from under the t- the tire, and it rips off. Yeah, I can remember seeing that in the issue of Starburst magazine from the UK. Yeah. Do you have any of the extended cuts or no? No. I've got the anchor base set. Oh, okay. Oh, so you have the um so you'll see that in the extended version then. The uh cans cut. Yeah. God damn it, well, what from what he says, he says he pulled his groin doing that scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. He's there with his legs Ouch. Lit. Oh, yeah. I actually See, have she an killed the shit hit. out of him with that rifle. Yeah. See, look how good a shot she is. Oh, you're at that part. Oh, yeah. Where are you? I think my scene is uh different. I'm where oh, I accidentally hit the rewind button for like uh, five seconds, so I know where you are, oh. so don't worry. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I love that. It shows right there she's a goddamn good shot. And that yeah. look on his face, he's just, uh, 
Nothing beats a yeah, Rogers, crazy look. Elmer Rogers about to get bit. Yeah, the second time. Yeah, well, the first time. Where he gets his arm bit. He's out the truck oh, now yeah. swinging his legs around. So. Yeah. I mean, really, of all the guys, he's the one you was thinking, you know, the, you know, they say those old things like, which one of these motherfuckers do you think is going to make it? Yeah. And that that's what gets you. It's like Roger is portrayed as like, oh, he's going to definitely survive. He's got his shit together. He's going to make it. And then he's like, he loses it and then dies or, well, gets bit. And you're like, oh, shit. You you don't expect that, you know? <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, like the look in his face when he gets bit. Yeah, like, oh, really? No fucking way. <laughs> oh, goddamn son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they did cons. They did any con they could around Pittsburgh. The nurse and the dude in the sweater for forever and a day. Mm-hmm. Until she got sick. Sorry, I'm I'm like getting into the movie. I've seen this a million yeah, fucking times. I mean, yeah, I'm this still, is like, one of the best. Yeah, it. this is one of the best. This is why Dawn of the Dead stands out a lot because it's yeah, fucking well acted. It's engaging. It isn't just like, gore, 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 gore. Yeah, you know, there, there's actually something to watch other than just gore. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like when people put the polls online, which one do you like better, Lucho Fucci Zombie or Dawn's of the Dead? I'm like, that's like asking <laughs> which do you like better, tacos or fried chicken? Yeah, there's no, yeah, they're different. <laughs> or my favorite is, do you like uh, Zack Schneider's Dawn or do you like George Romero's Dawn? <laughs> I love them both. Well, Zack Snyder's, Snyder's had a better title. Yeah. And here's wow. something you you never seen in a mall. A gun shop. You would down south, probably. I am from down south. Yeah, but not, I mean real down shops south. Shops in like Mississippi down south. <laughs> No, I'm sure in Mississippi, in Mississippi they got you would see knife shop, but you wouldn't see uh, guns. Well, it's the seventies Pennsylvania. They had gun shops in the mall. Just, just, just leave it alone. Actually, no, that was not. This was not in Monroeville Mall. This was a gun shop they found because they were like, "Well, if they're going to shoot all the zombies in the mall, how are they going to get ammo?" No, no, no! This is in the mall. Wait, leave it be. <laughs> leave it be. This is every. This is every mall I know, in America. I do back in like the 70s. that. They're like, you're like, how are we gonna get ammo? <clears throat> what? You know, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, and I was gonna mention this before. The difference between Zack Snyder's and this Dawn of the Dead, with our current times, is Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, at that time period, I think got wrong society. Oh, for people to be overtaken, we need fast zombies. Slow zombies wouldn't work. 
Well, after the COVID pandemic and seeing how stupid Americans are, slow zombies would take us over. <laughs> you don't need race. You don't know, need I like fucking. I the trailer for his army, army of the Dead, that new one he has coming out on Netflix. It looks good. It's got zombie tigers. Yeah, and uh, see, this is how I see it. It's like Fast and the Furious with zombies. And I'm not a fan of Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's like and? it it's just it's and? just action films. I don't like that. I it's not it's made for guys with like tribal tattoos and drink monster energy drink and punch holes in drywall. That's what those films feel like to me. No, it's gonna be one of those that we would get like weed, a pizza and just enjoy the shit out of. Nah. Not me. I mean I, would say I mean I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna give it a try, yeah. but no, I'm 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 not overly excited for it because, like I said, it's it's the tough guy macho bullshit. You know, it's it's I got my own thing. You know, I don't I don't well, like um, the macho bullshit thing. That's the music right here. No, but this is still you know. different. It's not. It's not tribal tattoo, oh, punch fucking drywall after drinking a Monster Energy drink, Fast and the Furious, brain dead stuff. I'm not into that culture. That's not my thing. I don't like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I don't like those like macho movies. Dead. Yeah, it's completely different. That is a completely different film. You're right. You won't see Batista dancing a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> That covers up another script they had in the script Because originally in the script They were going to run back and forth Yeah And then they seen the cars And they're like Do we have the keys? Uh, yeah Yeah, and apparently um, Why don't we use they those? Have a... <laughs> yeah, they wrecked one of those cars And Literally, uh, they never paid for it. They just, like, gave it back and was like, thank you. <laughs> I don't think they ever paid for it. That one zombie always cracks me up. He's got his arms stretched over his face. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You can look at the quicker-made zombies in the, in the ones that weren't in this one. Because yeah. the ones that weren't just, okay, we need filler – have yeah, paint all zombies. over the place. You don't see no pink. <laughs> yeah. There's another cut that I miss in this that's not in the... Um... Okay, she just comes out of nowhere and grabs his leg. And then there's another zombie that... Hold on. She's got the do-rag on, which Tasso plays when... um. She comes and grabs the back of the car. She just comes. She just falls. Yeah. Something falls. Grabs the back of the car. I love this quick scene building up, showing her fucking like fanatic face, like ooh me, you know. It, it actually showed a little intelligence in the uh, zombies. Like, hey, I know what I'm. That that one yeah. right there. Which they only showed a Tasso, but that's actually played by um, as Tasso, like that's riding on the back. But it's a woman who's walking up, and it's the creepiest fucking look she gives. And you can notice, like, yeah. she's missing arm. 
Most well, of the they covered up his mustache. stunts were done by Tyso and Tom because yeah. they didn't, well, one, because they were young and dumb, and two, they didn't have anyone else. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. They had no fear, you know. <laughs> Until he broke his leg. What were they, in their 20s, right? Like, yeah, they, were, they had yeah. to be in their 20s, so... When you're in your 20s, you think you could do anything. You're invincible. I am invincible! Ow, my leg! There's Tasso. Yeah. (laughs) I think the guy that owns that, when he had that crash, you know, it wasn't that bad, but it was still a big mark on it. Yeah. He had Romero and Tom take a picture up next to it after the movie was successful, and he sold that car for a, a crazy amount of bank as is. Yeah, really. Well, think about it. Before, oh, my God, it's a wrecked car. After... Steve's a fucking car that's in the world, in the famous world hit movie. <laughs> See, I never knew about that, that they actually sold the car that they wrecked and dented up. It's funny, like, the scenes that are coming up now after they do their whole hunt and everything. It's like they get everything they want, and then they get bored. You can tell. It depends on what cut. I, I don't know if you really get it from this cut. No, it's but in the extended cut. This. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. You know, I tell everybody, yeah, I get to sit at home. I can buy anything I want online, man. Yeah. I get paid big. I get a big fat check, and then about three weeks later, my God, I miss yeah. going out. We're just a bullshit coffee. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And this movie shows that. Like, you can relate to this more now, especially after the lockdowns. It's like everybody yeah. was going, well, certain people were going nuts. The majority were going nuts. All the, ex, you know, people that are used to going out and partying fucking got bored. People like me, I'm like, yay, I'm glad it's locked down. There's no one outside. <laughs> I actually liked it. There was at one point um, during the lockdown where I literally walked down the middle of a highway, like, for, like, a mile before I saw my first car. And I'm talking about a busy highway, a highway that's busy even at, like, 3 in the morning. There's, like, lines yeah. of cars going down. It's a major highway yeah. going across New Jersey. And I walked down the middle of it for, like, a mile without one car passing. And that was during the lockdown. Mm. So it's like, to me, it was like heaven. I'm like, yeah, no people. <laughs> yeah. I love how he, how he shows this like a massacre rather than we've killed the zombies, we're badass. Yeah. That almost every other movie but this showed. And this one, they just show like the end of the wild bunch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Romero never made it like, um, oh, these zombies are the bad guys. He, they're the working class monster. They're, it's not their fault. 
that they turned into these things, you know? Yeah. They're victims that just as much nice as everyone thing else. about Land of the Dead, uh, at the... Well, at the end of Romero's cut of Night of the Living Dead, the working class and the middle class zombie rise up and kill the rich. Yeah. Yeah, it's his his one um, studio zombie film, and he had problems with that one because he he had to deal with studio executives, you know. And I, I still like Land of the Dead. I know a lot of people hate on it. I never saw Survival of the Dead, so. Oh, God. And Diary of the Dead was just weird to me. (laughs) It's like, really? We're going back to the beginning? (laughs) Diary um, of the Dead. Survival of the Dead. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I'll pop it in once in a while when I just want to see zombie action. But, you know. (laughs) It just, it has its moments. But um, where was I leading with this? Oh, I forgot. My brain is all fucked up. But, yeah. But I love this because in this, you get to see cause and effect. Exactly. They might have got it, but they still, you know. And that's, I think that's what it is with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. It's like it's just an action film. You know, you don't have empathy for the zombies. Matter of fact, they make them a joke. Like they're shooting, oh, get the... um. Get the Jay Leno zombie. Shoot the Burt Reynolds zombie. You know? You don't have any empathy. They're just monsters. And this one, it's just more well-rounded. Yeah. Same with Day of the Dead, too. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you have a zombie <laughs> standing in the dark, scared of the dark. Yeah. Not like how they they give a little chime of the dun 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 dun. Don't what sounds like whistles. <clears throat> yeah, see here, you know, they're not monsters; they're just victims of a plague. Mm. Have you ever went past roadkill on a road, like walking? Because I used to walk a lot I down the highway. The There's always some. I live out in the boonies, man. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, I walk, a few times in the summer I had to walk down the highway to work, and there's always like a dead deer or something, and how horrible one dead deer smelled. So I always imagine when I'm, when I'm like watching Dawn of the Dead, how horrible that fucking mall must have smelled before they cleaned it up. Because yeah. it doesn't take long before the body starts to release uh, decomp- decomposition gases. You know, and that's no, what you're smelling is the gases the in the body. They actually mentioned that, you know, it's like, we got to clean this place up or it's going to get pretty right. Yeah, it's going to get rotten. <laughs> this is always a cute shot when they look at the camera with the fucking stolen money and they're like, yay, <laughs> shaking it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always love that. I love the first time you going watch it when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, they got the money. And then you start yeah. thinking, what the fuck are they going to spend this on? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, here they are. They're, they're in the uh, fantasy of living in the mall. <laughs> 
you can get everything you ever wanted and you have all the fun you can have content that's the word I was looking for content they are completely content now even though the whole world is bored shit. <laughs> but you get bored well eventually you would uh, run out of food too you know yeah, I mean, what's there will go bad. You run out of the stuff. So it's all temporary, you know? So one of the original script um, ideas, because it, before Dario Gento flew Romero out to Italy to write this script, Romero had a small treatment for the film, but it was more apocalyptic. Basically, yeah, there was going to be survivors in a mall but the zombies were always going to be there. They were going to be living in the vents. And as he described it, the yeah. script is more like, um, the script is more like, um, what is that fucking uh, book in that movie? Lord of the Flies, where the kids are on the island, they turn savage. That's how yeah. these people were going to be. They were going to be more like reverting back to being savages, living in the air ducts, coming down, fighting off zombies to grab whatever they can and then drag it back up into the event and living up there like animals until a party comes through to raid the mall. So there was yeah. an original treatment that Romero didn't use after um, Argento yeah. and, up and said, and hey, write was, a script. Uh, supposed to have the scene where they find uh, the bodies and the army. Yeah. You know, that the army was you. But, yeah, they get into it here. But they really get into it on Day of the Dead, the whole boredom. Yeah. Well, Day of the Dead, I'm, I'm when it came out, it was, like, dismissed because it wasn't Dawn of the Dead. But, I mean, I watch it now, and I love it to death. That's another oh, one I, that I can watch over and over. Yeah. Age good. And it aged very well, Day of the Dead. Yeah. This is the kind I remember of playing I had those when, games um, at the arcade and not kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, those were I don't bad, remember uh, that game just because of how brutal the violence was when you crashed that damn car. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the famous scene. There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk the Oh, yeah, the me too. Yeah. But I mean, um, when was, I was at the mall uh, last weekend, yeah, I was at the mall last weekend, and it was empty like this. Like, there was only a couple people walking around. And what was playing over the, uh, the music they were playing? They were playing the fucking Go-Go's. I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, wait, I'm in the Dawn of the Dead world, but in the 80s, you know? Also, I'm in, like, Fast Times Original High meets Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, someone actually set their uh, one of the rooms of their houses up exactly like this. They posted it on the Dawn of the Dead page. Everything, <laughs> even the canned food on the floors, the, the uh, Jack Daniels bottles, yeah. the civil defense box. They had their room, and they said they want to die in that room like that when they get old. I'm like, wow. I love 
to me, I was like, just damn, looking at Kim Foy in the pimp jacket, you know, just. Yeah. But, yeah, this is the scene when we realize that everything is not going to be okay, even though they got it set up. Yeah. Yeah, they got it all. <laughs> we got it all. <laughs> oh. We whipped them. Did we run? Yeah. That's coming up. I mean, we're yeah, in the game here, but. You can tell they put makeup on them. Oh, but it looks so good. Who? I wonder if Savini did that makeup or if they had another makeup person on to do his before he I, died makeup. I think they had about five or ten make. They had a pretty good makeup crew. If you really want to look at yeah. that stuff, uh, watch Document of the Dead. Yeah. I have it, too. I have, like, two versions, three versions of it, actually, because <laughs> they kept, that was another one that um, he would film some of it and then put it out, and then he'd get more footage, put it out, <laughs> more footage, put it out. Second Sight has the yeah. uh, last um, cut of uh, Document of the Dead. Okay, here we go. Yeah, My favorite time. character. This is my favorite character. Rosh. <laughs> Dr. Rosh. <laughs> dummies, dummies, dummies. Dummies, yeah. We ain't got there yet, but Fauci is pretty goddamn close to it. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's definitely uh, Dr. Fauci. Dummy. Wear your fucking you mask, be, you dummy. <laughs> yeah. You need to be calm. Logical. Yeah. Logical. So, this... Uh, originally, and it's on the um, Second Sight do- uh, documentary, they interview him, and it's before he passed away. And he said, um, Romero's script, it, the lines didn't work. It was supposed to just be a conversation of a scientist and a news reporter, and he said it was very flat. So these two got together, rewrote the scene, and went to Romero, can we play it like this? Romero read it and was like, yeah, man, yeah, do it. Do it. Do it like that. Because they said Romero's writing of that scene was very flat. Like, it was just a a straight conversation. And they said they amped it up by making it sound like they were, you know, arguing with each other. Okay. How many times (laughs) have I heard you say that um, online the past about six months? For all I know, the brains are all dead. It's idiots that are still alive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it and, just seems like all we care about is getting back to normal, getting back to normal. Yeah. Maybe and what Dr. Ross just said right there, you know, this is not the Republicans uh-huh. versus the Democrats, which a lot of people are forgetting. A lot of people are like, well, the Democrats are for the, for the vaccines, the, the Republicans aren't. No. It's fucking people that want to survive versus the dummies that are listening to stupid fucking conspiracy conspiracy theories. Which, yeah. if Romero was alive, if Romero was alive today and made another zombie film, I am sure we would have gotten a commentary on conspiracy theories, misinformation, which he played on a little bit in Diary of the Dead because of the internet. Yeah. The misinformation. But, um... 
he would have definitely touched on the conspiracy theories and it would have probably been a film of people going, oh, there ain't no zombies walking up to zombies getting eaten. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, they're not dead. Come on. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, my God, my neck. You know, <laughs> we would have gotten a completely different zombie film. It wouldn't have been a sequel. It would have been another commentary on how people are not only ignoring the problem and wanting to go back to normal, like you said, but not believing the information. I can see Romero's um, ver- vision of it now. It's like, news report, zombies are out there. People are getting infected. They're dying. They're coming back. And I can see people going, oh, that's horseshit. I looked online, and this site said that's all lies. I'm going out. And then they get torn apart by zombies. That would have been a new Romero film. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen that, something like that come out. In the What's that one that um, Full Moon put out? Corona script, uh, <laughs> Yeah. In the <laughs> novel version of it, uh, which was uh, based on the original script, uh, Romero was just going to have them put Roger's body, you know, in the freezer. Yeah. Because I but think they it's sweet that they're burying him yeah. right there because his ass going to be stinking. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, I don't know how deep those little things are, but I mean, if those are live yeah. plants, then it's got to be deep enough for the root, and you know? And here's the scene that just maybe covers what we, yeah, just covers what we uh, have been talking about. Yeah. Him, ignoring him the problem. wanting to go, yeah, ignoring the problem. He's like, okay, we got this place. We're going to go back to normal. Here's two rings. We're going to bullshit being married. We're going to bullshit being normal. Yeah. Well, there's a scene that's cut out of this version that's in my extended version where he takes a picture of her with a camera, and she goes, great. When you're done with the roll, we'll drop it off at the photo mat. And it yeah. kind of, she's reminding him look, we're in the middle of a shitstorm here. You're taking pictures sitting in a living room with a fireplace trying to pretend we're living normally. What are we going to do now with that film? We're going to drop it off at Photomat? Oh, wait, there is no fucking Photomats. Get your head out of the clouds. That scene was not only in the extended version. If you got to see the very, very, very first cut that uh, Thorny and I put out, that scene's in there too. Yeah. Oh, titties. You see Galen Ross's titties. <laughs> Always got to point out yeah. the titties. This was, yeah. The only nudity. Is that the only nudity only in that bright enough. No, Martin. Yeah. Martin Martin had a lot of nudity. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, this still, be... <laughs> before this, uh, Romero shot it to be dark enough where you don't see her boobies. But when it came out the DVD... Yeah, you can see her boobies. Yeah, because I don't remember yeah, seeing her in the original. Um, yeah, because I remember, remember my VHS copy. Remember, she used the fake which... name on Madman because she had nudity in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah, with the whole, um, what's that guy's name, Fish? <laughs> yeah. The fucking guy in the hot tub <laughs> that she had that uh-huh. sex scene with? Oh, here we go, okay. So you're going to have to let me talk here. They're going to show a corpse in a second. 
So, okay, he's playing the racket tennis, the Wilson. The ball rolls off the roof. Okay, that skeleton right there that the ball bounces next to, this is the story behind that skeleton, which I think is fascinating as fuck. So Tom Savini needed a prop, a skeleton, you know, something to film as a corpse that's rotted away. He used it twice in the film, in the beginning and right there. He borrowed that skeleton, which was a real skeleton, from a man named Larry Wintersteller. He's, after he filmed the scenes, and, you know, it had some latex and stuff on it, he gave it back to Larry. Larry had sold it to Marilyn Wick, who owned a costume shop called Costume World. The skeleton was used as a window display and rented out for $100, you know, for Halloween and parties and stuff. So people were renting this real skeleton, which they all thought was fake, until one day a cop, walked by the window display, looking at it going, those are fucking real bones. He called in coroner. They, they, they confiscated the skeleton from the shop, brought it to a coroner. They found out that it was a woman in her mid-30s who died sometime in the 1880s. So a judge in 1982 had that skeleton buried. But it didn't have a marker because there was no name, so it's an unknown grave. Fast forward to like 30 years later, a documentary filmmaker checking out sites on Dawn of the Dead, um, William Sanders, who made a, like a little film about Dawn of the Dead and the locations, heard the news story about that skeleton, and he went to the grave, and it was an unmarked grave. The documentary filmmaker raised over $1,000 to put a, a marked grade there with a name and a date on it, and he named her Dawn Doe, D-O-E, which I thought was such a sweet story on here's a body yeah. that's been kicking around for over 100 years, which they had no clue. They don't know if it's a murder victim. They had no idea, which is why the judge said, look, just bury it. We got to bury her. We got to give her a proper grave. We're not giving it back to a costume shop to fucking rent out to college kids to party with, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, so if you ever, um, where is it? Oh, God. Mount Lebanon Cemetery in Pennsylvania, you look for the um, grave marker, Dawn Doe. She died in the 1800s, and her body's kicking around in people's homes for 100 fucking years. You know, I don't know how they got a skeleton. Did, did somebody let her rot away? Did a serial killer have her? Who knows? But now she has a name, and she has a burial. And I always thought that was a sweet Look, story. Yeah. And she got the star in a fucking major film. I love film. how the money is just nothing but fucking poker chips. Yeah. See, here's where they're realizing that they're living a lie. Right here, when when they're fighting over the TV being on and off. Yeah, see, it's Peter really, just it's really there all like, yeah, over. We'll she talk. said there hasn't <laughs> been a broadcast for six weeks. Yeah. Society is dead. The only ones left are idiots like us living in a fucking mall and probably uh, other survivors that are living, like, in harsh shit, you know? And who are just enjoying the shit out of themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> Because that's why I got across them bikers is that they are enjoying themselves. 
stupid. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, what Peter says it best. They're a professional army. You know, they've been surviving the whole time. You know, so this is, what, months later, right? So they've just been fucking kicking ass this whole time. Yeah, Samini, Samini's such a ham. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love it. Both her, yeah. Yeah, that scene's extended where they're fucking talking about the comb. Yeah, Blades. He actually shows up in Land of the Dead. As the same character, yeah, Blade. <laughs> with, with a jacket. They even, um, if you watch Land of the Dead, because if you notice, Savini here has his old nose. In later films, when you see yeah. Savini, he had a yeah. nose job. In Land of the Dead, Greg Nicotero had a casting of Savini's old nose and you and made an appliance to give Savini his old nose in Land of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to dead yet? Tom and Tasso right there. Yeah, they actually use a real biker gang too—a local biker gang. Yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> There's a lot. So this is why I always recommend getting the um, German complete cut or the mall hours cut. There is a lot of film of footage missing from not only the cans cut, but definitely the theatrical cut of the motorcycle gang. There's a lot more yeah. carnage that was cut out. So if you could ever well, track it down, it Steve, I do recommend. Because of that one scene where they're ripping the guy's chest open, and after only maybe mm-hmm. about an inch, you get to see his fucking actual chest. You're like, fuck. Yeah. But I mean... No, there's a lot more carnage uh, that the bikers are doing. We don't like people that, who don't that, share. You done fucked up real bad. Yeah, I do recommend getting the German XT uh, cut, though, the 156-minute, because there is just so much missing. <clears throat> oh, and if you missed the first batch of the second psych set, there is a less deluxe without the book that's out now for... Uh, about 40 or $50, which I would recommend you buying because fuck the resellers. Wait, what happened? What book? They put out a second edition of it. Without which book? Without the novelization. Uh, oh, the second Dead, sight? The set you got. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, it's I got the first. I mean, the second now, I heard there's the a Blu-ray set. And yeah, the I got the set. Blu-ray set. Yeah, I got the Blu-ray set with the book, the um, novelization, the soundtrack, all the complete soundtrack, and the three cuts of the film, and the bonus disc with all the making of and all the other footage. And <laughs> oh, I gotta see if it's in this cut. There is a scene where they actually show a zombie trying to crawl up onto the roof, like he gets up on another level. Which, if they didn't, Baker Gate didn't show up, they would have probably made it to these guys. I don't know if it's in this cut, though. They might have cut it out. Yeah. So when they blew up that there glass. Cut, there was a few things where he filmed where they uh, 
show that the zombies are getting smarter. Like uh, there was a them talking news guys that he's seen a zombie yeah. sitting in a car turning the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, see, this is like, I mean, it's Romero's cut, but it's like very heavily edited. Well, I like this. It moves, it's clean, you know. Yeah. He cut. The Mall Hours cut is very sloppy. I know you've seen that one. It's yeah. very sloppy. But the XT cut, they cleaned it up very well and they edited it properly. Without yeah. leaving anything it's out. Really, yeah. Well, there's a reason why we own the dot box sets, and that's because each one is its own different beast and is needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes I'm in the mood for the Argento cut. Sometimes I'm like, you know, let me pop in the Argento cut. I love, you know, because it's just like, it's like watching uh, the cartoon version. It's like, oh, I don't want no plot. I don't want no drama. Let me just pop in Argento's and get right to the action, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's funny is, uh, well, they this movie made $66 million at the box office. To say this movie oh, was wow. a big hit is an understatement. And yeah. then they had made the money from all the, the Euro countries that, that Argento made. And then yep. there was all the money that uh, they made selling it to non-European companies. Yeah. And then, of course, the big HBO deal, where they sold it for like uh, five to $10,000 for about 20 to 30 showings. See, I don't remember this ever showing on HBO. Yeah, it was oh. seventy nine eighty before uh, HBO really had moved out across the USA. You know, back yeah. when it was like uh, from eight o'clock to eight a.m. or something like that. This always cracks me up when they mug the fucking uh, zombie woman for her jewelry. <laughs> they hold her down. Oh no! The slapstick okay. scene. Yeah. So here's Roy Frumkus, who made Document of the Dead. Yeah. He's the first zombie to get a pie in the face. He's also yeah, the maker of. He's also the uh, maker of um, Street Trash. He was involved with getting yeah. Street Trash made, which is, I mean, let's say what it is. It's a trauma ripoff, <laughs> but it's done really well. So I, I, I always give credit. I to don't know. Street I'd trash. rather watch Street Trash than most so, most legit trauma films. Sorry, trauma uh, fans. I'm a huge trauma fan, so, you know, <laughs> I love trauma. I love their good <laughs> stuff, but. I, I recently got to watch too. the return to the class of Nukem High. And I didn't know that the lead actress in that, who's extremely beautiful and, you know, that, that's wife material to me. She's also the uh, blonde who gets sawn in half in Terrifier. So she got killed by Art the Clown and she's, she got her, one of her earliest roles is in a trauma film. Yeah, but he overshot the shit out of Class of Newcomb High. What do you mean? 
he took what should have been a ninety minute movie and ended up making it a three hour movie. Oh yeah, that's why there's a volume one and volume two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I have volume two coming in the mail. They're, they're actually yeah. getting harder and harder to find. Trauma discs are getting hard. I, I don't think he's doing well. No. That's for another show. We're, we're we're here for dawn. We're here for dawn of the dead. Yeah. But just imagine that <laughs> oh. driving motorcycles around the mall. And oh, running yeah. around shooting guns and all that. God. I love this scene with the machete in the head. This became like a T-shirt. for. I remember in every horror magazine at the time in the early 80s, that picture ended up in every magazine of the zombie with the machete yeah. in the head. And what and movie sorry, was that Tom, You talk, uh, there were the many what movies movie? that had the machete. What movie did? Come on, you know it, Dr. Butcher, M.D., <laughs> the, yeah. the native with the machete in the head, and it made, even made the poster, and it made the disc, a.k.a. Zombie Holocaust. Yeah, but still, <laughs> you know the fact that the, with the, the machete with the hole cutting out of it, you could buy in any fucking magic catalog. Not back then. Back then, they had to, um, Tom Savini invented that. He did invent no, that. No, he didn't. Oh, he no. did. It was yeah. it was out in magic catalogs. It was in nope. uh, a lot of Andy Milligan films. <laughs> after we're done with this, after we're done with this, I need you to find that and send it to me then. Okay, so we met, we talked through um, Savini going through the glass, which I'm sure the sugar glass, which he got injured on because the guy poured it wrong. And one side was like yeah. two inches thick, and the other side was like a millimeter thick. And he ended up hitting the um, thick side of the glass. Yeah, that's because they poured their own glass. <clears throat> well, no, they poured it on an uneven oh. surface, and it yeah, all sank I mean. to one side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's something else that's uh, uh, funny is that. They had to do that shot right there about four or five times because the camera kept getting in the way. Yeah. This never really gets explained. Oh, and, I mean, in the, um, what? What was it? What never what you gonna explained? Say? Well, the that, lights going uh, Oh, that's uh, the power, power itself going out and the generator in the mall kicking in. Well, no, because because, um, they show someone turn the lights back on. Yeah. It's coming up soon. I'm talking um, about all over the world, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, it always like kind of like it's like okay the power just mysteriously goes off but in the um in the 156 minute cut the XT cut they show someone turning the power off but they never show who turned it off and then the power comes back on so I think George Romero's intention was to show one of the bikers got in and turned it off to to fuck with them. Or it could have been Fran doing it. I, it's never clear. 
Yeah, yeah. someone just turned oh, the power we, back we on. We missed uh, talked over one of my favorite gags in the movie, and it's such a slight one too. Where the Which guy one? picks up the three piece, uh, the shirt and the tie. The oh, yeah, and shirt. then throws it back down. <laughs> just get boom, throws it back down. <laughs> now, I love how creepy this scene is. The elevator where he gets shot? No, just her appearing out of the shadow like that. Oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're way behind me then. I'm way ahead of you. I'm at where Savini yeah. stabs the zombie in the neck. This is uh, Savini no, just got shot. This is this is yeah. This is where him and Tasso just swung all over the mall. <laughs> yeah, they were having such fun until Savini got hurt jumping off the balcony. That big biker there with the um sidecar, the which the one guy. Who the women, if, if you watch the only commentary, the women are always like, oh, he's hot. He was actually a biker leader. He was a leader of a biker gang. The other guy, the big, scary, burly guy with the beard, was a fine artist. He was a painter. Here's Savini doing the uh, stunt when the uh, biker gets shot and flips off the sidecar. This scene creeped me out when I was younger where the guy is on the ground outside and all the zombies surround him. That always, for some reason, that always like, ah, nightmare fuel. <laughs> and it's raining. Yeah, and I never queen... understood why Kim Furry give this guy especially a final fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, what is this he was, fucking guy, dude? He's seen as the leader. He's the leader of the biker gang. And he was a leader of the biker gang in real life, too. Yeah. I mean, look, he just, I mean, he, he just no. waits. You know, he just waits. He's like, yeah. Yeah. I never understood why Peter jumped down back in a way into not the to kill him. Huh? Yeah. And he purposely shoots him in a way not to kill him. Yeah. In the shoulder, yeah. Okay, here's where the zombies are ripping motherfuckers apart. <laughs> and who's this idiot? You know, the stupid Mexican. Gotta have the stupid <laughs> Mexican. Getting his blood pressure checked in the middle of that mess. <laughs> that actually made um a mojo list. You you heard of mojo dot com? They always do like the honest yeah. trailers and shit like that. And well, Mojo did the uh-huh. top ten stupidest zombie kills, and they were like, this guy <laughs> literally during the middle of a zombie siege needed to get his blood pressure checked. <laughs> like why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They even had a scene before. He's like, what the hey, hell man, are you I'm doing? Hey, man, I'm stressed out. I need to get my blood tra- pressure checked. Yeah. This is always heart-wrenching, watching Flyboy get ripped apart in the elevator. Because yeah. you start feeling for the guy. But he does fuck up. It's his fault that the gang went after him. Yeah. You know the TV cut of Terror in the Isles? Yes. It has the opening shot of that of the elevator opening and the zombies jumping out at him. 
Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I got to get that on disc. I don't own that. Fuck. The Shout Factory has the theatrical cut and the TV cut. I'm sure it's out of print now and going for $170. Thank you, Shout Factory. Shout no, Factory's it like, went in yeah. print about It just went in print about four or five months ago when the – so it's out of print. Last, Shout Factory famous for pre, pre-order this special edition DVD Blu-ray. Then it comes out. Oh, out of print. <laughs> now you can get it for two hundred eighty dollars. No, Thank you, this Shout Factory. one of theirs. Okay, it's out. No. Uh... All right, all right. I'm gonna have to pick that because Shout Factory's famous for that. Pre-order this movie. It comes out for a week and then it's out of print. <laughs> it's like fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Shout Factory. <laughs> a lot of the companies this is are bad for that. Yeah. I know the bo- the big set is out of print, but they have two sets. One with the – you have the 4K disc and the Blu-ray in that set. There's a Blu-ray okay, so set here's my feeling and a 4K. 4K set. Fuck you, 4K. I hate 4K. Not only to me it looks shitty, too clean. Sorry, I don't like my shit too clean. Also, I know, but I don't you know what I buy, mean. I don't want to buy a new TV set, a new player that won't play my old DVDs, because 4K doesn't play DVDs. Fuck you. Fuck you for trying to force us all to go into a new format. And it's like, I mean, I understood video to disc, because, v- because videotapes go bad after a while, but fuck you for making us go from you know, Blu-ray DVD to 4K, which only plays 4K and Blu-ray. Oh, right there. I love that. The zombie walking past that um, one, uh, the cubicle there, it dates the film because Mm. it's got um, Staying Alive and um, another 70s reference. (laughs) But, yeah, this movie was a major hit when it came out. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, so this is this is the greatest zombie walk ever. The flyboy comes out of the elevator, all chomped up, fucking walking on his ankle. How the fuck did he do that without breaking it? I actually had the figure, the uh, flyboy figure, as a zombie. I have it on display. Uh, the Japanese one with the big clam hands. Uh huh. Yeah, I have oh that and um, you know another uh, company put it out. I have a the that one and the other companies. I'll have to take yeah, a picture and show you. The Japanese one you could have paid your fucking rent with. Yeah. <laughs> I took them out of the boxes. I don't care. Um, I'm one of those. I know some people buy them and save them in boxes, but, eh, screw that. I'd rather enjoy them, have them on display. Yeah. I have a little bit of both. You have to excuse me. I got to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, that is a, one of the greatest zombie walks ever. Oh yeah, I mean, and if you know, you know, that's one film would have included. Just because I love that character so much, the gun zombie, I would love for him to walk into the gun store with that machine gun. Yeah. And just fall to his knees. 
Yeah, it's definitely a missed opportunity. And you know, Romero you know, just that showed in. he's like, oh god, I'm in paradise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have gone to heaven. <laughs> the nurse zombie. I met her. You know, I got her autograph. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. but she, I like some of the zombie walks are very <laughs> jerky. Like they're like, oh, wobbling all over the place. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who else had a great – oh, um, another zombie I always loved was um, the Night of the Living Dead 1990, the Greg Funk zombie, the first zombie, the cemetery zombie. Yeah. That is a great zombie too. Oh, I love that. It's cleaned up and you can see the fucking blood drool coming out of his mouth, which you miss on the um, yeah. VHSs and even the early uh, DVDs. Like I have my – um. DVD from the Anchor Bay DVD before the box set. This DVD is so yeah. old. You watch half the movie on one side, then you have to flip yeah. the disc to watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> That's how old this It's like one of the first DVDs I ever bought. And I still have it. It's autographed by Ken Foray. I actually got him to autograph it. When he saw it, he's like, man, this is old. <laughs> <laughs> I seen him at a con. I didn't bother him or anything because he was on his off time. We were all hanging outside. Yeah, <clears throat> he's great. He's a great guy, Ken Foray. Mm. I wish he would have became much bigger actor. Like I, he should have. He should be famous. Oh God, yeah. You know, I could see him in major film roles. One of my other films that I love that he's in is uh, From Beyond. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the Devil's Reject, he's good in. Uh, Bingo yeah. Long Traveling All-Stars. Lords of Salem. Yeah. As, as a disc jockey, he's great. I still wonder so why this, this uh, Rob Zombie only, changed the oh, ending of it and cut out his death. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was supposed to end very, very dark. And they actually changed it, like, during filming. Um, mm-hmm. Romero was like, you know, we're not doing that dark ending. We're We're going to fucking do a happy ending. Because the movie, first of all, you fall in love with these characters. Yeah. And then it's like There's always you don't one big question die. I've always had that even you probably can't answer. What? How the fuck did the gun zombie get on the roof holding that rifle the way he was? They show it. Actually, if you rewind a little bit, he's using the butt of the gun to push himself up. I actually can answer that because they just oh, showed there it. There we go. I just seen it. I just seen it. <laughs> okay, right now is supposed to show Ken Forey's character blow his brains out, and then yeah. Fran step off the headboard and boop. Yep, take her own head off with the helicopter blades. But Romero was like, you know what? This movie's so much fun. Like it's so lighthearted. We cannot have them do that. So, oh, wow, I never noticed that before. The penny's in the background. 
But um, <laughs> and I love the music. Still See, I never liked that. I always preferred um, what Argento because Argento hated hated Romero's music choices. That's why if you watch Argento, it's all Goblin. I actually do prefer Goblin yeah. music too at the end. Fuck you. I love yeah, it. It sounds like a marching band. <laughs> I don't want a marching I know. Band. It's like some badass gang. He's going to that kicking ass and da 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 Then you're like, oh shit, uh, she's going to leave him. She's going to leave him. Fuck. Where are you at? And, uh, and then we got my favorite gun zombie, the climax of his character. Him looking at okay, the machine gun and the rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was supposed to be a direct so lead, lead in to uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah. His character arc would have made more sense if they would have kept more scenes showing the zombies were getting smarter, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Right here, I always, this this I always did hated about um, Argento's. He gets rid of the gonk. He gets rid of the gonk. You don't hear the gonk music at the end that makes his movie so memorable. Oh, there's the zombie still eating. <laughs> yeah, because Argento and Argento doesn't have the montage of the zombies in the mall. It's just credits with that the music. They're all having a good time still... there. Oh, wow. You know what I just noticed? One of the zombies is walking what? past um, a little shop in the um, in the mall, and there's a Close Encounters yeah. of the Third Kind uh, T-shirt. See, I'm still seeing shit there. <laughs> Here it is. Like, how I know. Many years ago this is so I much. <laughs> And I'm still finding yeah, shit in this. Argento. Yeah. But yeah, the worst thing about Argento's cut is his music choices. Yeah, I mean, except for I mean, when I love Dun I Dun Dun Dun. Yeah. You know. I do prefer Romero's um music cues, which what were they called again? I keep forgetting. Library tracks. No, no, no. Um, okay, A.D. Wolf Library Compilation is what it's officially called. A.D. Yeah. Wolf. So I do love the A.D. Wolf music that was used. And that's it. <laughs> Dawn of Dead's over. <laughs> I'm on. I don't know what you got. It's just... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. So this is why it looks so good. This presentation of Dawn of the Dead was restored by final frame from the original camera negative and approved by director of photography Michael Gornick. That's why it looks so good without it looking artificial, like the fucking elite laser disc for Night of the Living Dead, which I'm telling you, I hate it. Fucking hate it. I own it. The only reason I don't get rid of it... Yeah. The only reason I haven't gotten rid of it, it's autographed by George Romero. 
That's the only reason I haven't gotten rid of it. But other than that, it's shit. Elite put, um, version, cut of uh, Night of the Living Dead is garbage. It looks good on VHS, which is something you shouldn't say about an HD laser disc. It doesn't even look like VHS. It looks like someone ran into a computer and drew over it. <laughs> it looks I'm artificial. on VHS. Yeah. Well, you got to think of how many asshole prints we've seen on VHS throughout the years. <laughs> yeah. But Don, I, mean, I never a... knew that we were seeing bad prints until we got a good print. Yeah. Yeah, because the movie looked dark, the original cuts, and then it just like after, yeah. and even on my um, my original Anchor Bay DVD. <laughs> It looks dark. Like, you didn't notice Galen Ross's titties. Now that I have it on, you yeah. know, cleaned up Blu-ray, oh, it's like, oh, wow, look, titties. <laughs> yeah, the or version titties. of the original uh, Argent, uh, the cans cut, there's so much grain in it, it's like you're watching it through a bag of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have, that's my, um... I had that uh, Dawn of the Dead, the, the original director's cut. <laughs> and I remember the theatrical cut had that Andy Warhol art on the cover. Remember that? Where it's like the block for the zombie head? Oh, God, that was ugly as hell, too. I never understood yeah. that. There was a while for DVD and stuff art they had a hard-on for <laughs> the Andy for Warhol art. type art. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even this cover of Dawn of the Dead, it's just like the basic purple on black, the head, black and white head. But mine is autographed by Ken Foray. That's why I haven't gotten rid of it. The yeah, in your edition, 4K, it just shows the purple and black, the zombie head. You don't even need the title. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. you know what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! So yeah, I it, yeah, Steve, you didn't get the um, second sight release. You you didn't get the second sight? I would have thought you would have gotten the second sight. No, I was El Broco. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> if I ever come across a cheap one, I'll grab it for you, which I doubt it. Oh, but. I can get the the the. Oh, I can get the. Set over second on sight. Diabolic for like forty four. Yeah, the second sight set, the Blu-ray set for forty bucks. And I have my other Anchor Bay um five disc set, all autographed by George Romero, Galen Ross, yeah, Tom Savini. I've got those pictures. You send them to me. Yeah, <laughs> this this I have like wrapped in plastic. I only pull it out when I'm like feel like looking up shit, you know. Yeah. But when and I die, this guy gets buried with me. Uh, I wish that finally Savini would get a chance before he passes on. We came pretty damn close when he crashed that motorcycle. Yeah. To do his okay. cut of Night of the Living Dead. What? His what? Cut of, oh, the 1990, yeah. The uncut yeah. Well, I have it. I have um the work print on Blu-ray. I actually have the work print on Blu-ray. It's, um, I mean, it's a bootleg print. It's bootlegged, but it's um, a professional bootleg. 
And it's it has gorgeous. like the Joe Bob Briggs. Huh? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has all the gore in it, you know? I mean, yeah, it's a workplace. What it's I mean is these motherfuckers out there that are doing these so-called bootleg Blu-ray prints of movies, just goddamn yeah. the amount, the great work they're doing. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find the site for you and send it to you where I got mine because it's not easy yeah. to find. It's really not easy to find the um, work prints. So if I find it, I'm going to send it to you quick. And you're going to have yeah. to order it quick. So, cause, because yeah. where I ordered it from was taken down. So, <laughs> But I've seen it pop up here and there, you know. <laughs> so if I, if I come across it again, I'll quickly send it to you, and you better order it that day, <laughs> or you're not going to see it again. Or it's going to be a while until you see it again. But you get a lot with yeah. it. Um, I mean, it has uh, Joe Bob Briggs' uh, Night of Living Dead reunion, where they showed Night of the Living Dead and 1990, but it's all the Joe Bob segments interviewing the cast of the original. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it has the work print. It has Savini's VHS stuff. It, I mean, you know, it, it, and they, they took some of the Twilight Time um, special features. You remember Twilight Time's 1990 Night of the Living Dead? The fucking blue, they, they turned it blue. Yeah. Twilight Time put out Night of the Living Dead 1990, and they did something with it where they made the nighttime scenes all in blue. And it looks weird. <laughs> it's like, why is it I don't blue? remember seeing that at a con about six months after it came out, and they was already sell- dealers were already selling it. The non-bootleg version of it for like $60. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like the Twilight Time version. It doesn't look right. It it nah. I didn't like it. <laughs> That's why I didn't get it. You know, people and now it's like a yeah. hot collector's if you have that Twilight Time disc. But I'm like, nah. And I also never That's liked the Twilight Time. Time, the real company is uh out of business. Yeah, it is. Well, thank but, um, you guys for listening, yep, yep. and we're going to have to cover the other uh, two, which is uh, Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Yeah, not Night of the Living Dead. I don't know what else we could say about that. Well, no, there is. There's plenty to say. Yeah. But, yeah, so, they've yeah, we'll already have to, talked. We'll have to do those. Yeah. Because that really goes into COVID because we're past dawn of the dead time. We're into the day of the dead being stuck underground. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're even starting to come out of that now that there's um the vaccine. So I already got my first shot. You got your two. So we'll, we'll, yeah. it's going to take a year or so, but we'll be back to normal <laughs> soon. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Even back in the 80s when he said, we should just get into a plane and go off to an island somewhere and make babies. Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> you could do that with all this going on? Hell yeah. I'm like, shit. Ain't no zombies here. I'll I do that do if this wasn't shit. going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love his follow-up. Okay. I could do this if all this wasn't going on. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Just tell of how honest he is, you know. I could just get yeah. the fuck out of here. You would. Yeah. 
And I'll see you tomorrow night when I do the Drive-In Monsterama show. Thanks for being on, Fred. Oh, and there was a lot of Thank people you. when I say, oh, I'm doing the show with Fred, and they're like, Fred's back. Yes, Fred's back. <laughs> Seriously, and I'm not joking. Well, I'm glad that people actually listen to me because I, I, I feel like I'm boring. <laughs> no. All right, cool. <laughs> that makes me feel good. that makes me feel yeah. like this is worth it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Good, Thank you, everyone. Yeah. And good night, everybody. Night night. <laughs>